Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. Okay. <laughs> and, and today, today we are going to, <laughs> to um, talk about Beauty, Beauty and, and the Beast. <laughs> so, Marina. Do you think you can sustain this singing for much longer? No. I'm crying. Oh, God, that was gas. <laughs> we nearly made it to a minute. Nearly minute. Near a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it going far to the minute. We're nearly hitting the minute. There There's we a minute. <laughs> Yay, so today we are discussing A tale as old as time True as it can be (laughs) Barely even friends Then somebody bends Unexpectedly Now I'm going to sing it all now (laughs) Okay, tale as old as time Song as old as rhyme (laughs) 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 Beauty and the Beast. Oh, let's just do that. No, let's not. <laughs> okay, let's let's do then. B, R, yes. we can do that for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> this is now that, our song podcast. for every single guest every we have. Every time we ever have a guest, we do B. R. Yeah. Oh, that's practice. So we just have it there. Okay. B. No, it's B. Be our, our guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. I don't know the rest of the words. Uh, I think it's just sit down and I we'll provide the rest or my something. My next line is, it's got real gorilla chest. Because that's Mr. Burns' version in The Simpsons. <laughs> so we, so okay. we be going, be our guest, be our guest. And I suddenly shout at our guest, it's got real gorilla chest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaked about That's why we don't have any guests. Exactly. All right. So Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. So I watched uh, Beauty and the Beast three times. Um, not <laughs> In inten- the no, but not intentionally. Like, oh, I need to watch it over and over again. It's just situations uh-huh. have arisen. <laughs> and I took Mick to see it because obviously Mick going into the cinema alone to see a kid's movie. It's a bit weird. Yeah, I've been warned. Yeah. And um, parental guidance. <laughs> This is more of a child guidance <laughs> film. Please don't go if you don't have a child. <laughs> Adults must be accompanied by a child. Yeah. So you were the child. Well, yeah, I mean, you can say that the way I reacted through the whole film. Yeah, and singing throughout it, even yeah. when no one else was. That's because they were kids, they didn't know the lyrics. No, I'm talking about in the film. Oh, all right. <laughs> in part, there's a dramatic sword fight going on, and right behind, beside me, between popcorn munches. <laughs> Tell me it all the time. I said, just stop thinking, just watch the film. But anyway, it's a great experience. Thank you, Marina. Yes, you're welcome. And then I went yesterday with um, <laughs> uh, Mr. Marina Gorski's stepmother um, because she didn't want to see Logan or Life. So I said, well. How did you, to be honest? Oh, no. Not when the option was Beauty, Beauty and, and the, the Beast. Beast. I said, oh, this will be fun. I'm going in for free. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Celine. Um, 
And yeah, and then I watched it with Mr. Marina Gorski before as well. And then we made each other see other versions of Beauty and the Beast. So Mick mm. saw the animation and I saw Le Belle uh, Le Belle et Le Bette. I hope I said I'm butchering the French. Le Belle et Le Bette. Yeah. And that's um, Jean Cocteau's film. And it came way before these two versions anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So now... Let's talk about all three. Yes. Well, first of all... While singing. (laughs) First of all... (laughs) The premiere foie. There's butterflies and birds flying around the studio. And Mick has his... The premiere foie. I was going to say Mick has his long hair up in braids. But he doesn't have hair. Okay. Which is why you, you could never be the beast because he's so hairy. Yeah, I don't think you could be beauty either. Well, I never said I wanted to be. I wanted to be Lumiere. I withdraw my remark. Of course, you could be. You could always be beauty. You could knock beauty to the side. Okay, what did you, you think? Just beat the crap out of her. <laughs> yeah. um, I really enjoyed it. I'm much more than I expected. Uh... It was just, well, again, it was seeing big screen, big Savoy one while it's still there. And see, as I think I've told you before, my favorite film ever is The Company of Wolves. And I was constantly reminded, not least because there's wolves in this, Mm. but The Company of Wolves is a fairy tale for adults. It's the way it's built. The slogan was when horror stories meet fairy stories. And so it has all very similar imagery. And I'd say a lot of it is based on Beauty and the Beast. It's originally based on Red Riding Hood. Mm. But the whole concept of that. And I'm sure a lot of it was CGI, but it still looked stunning. Like even her village that she yeah. lived in. The provincial life that she wants to escape it's from. It's not that. It's not, no, it's not like that. But she says she wants to. There must be more than this yeah. provincial life. There must be more than this provincial life. Marina knows the song. So Marina would be doing a lot of the singing today. Yeah. But yes, that's what she sings. And I've gone, no, it's, it's lovely. Why would you want to leave that? Yeah, I kept thinking yeah. as well, I'd love to have that fresh bread every morning. and <laughs> Fresh bread? <laughs> yeah. Out of all the things of, of all the provision, like, I'd love to have that fresh bread in the morning. No, because it, it just seemed so cute up until the point where they call her odd. And they're very, oh, yeah. they're very judgmental. Because she reads. Yeah. This mad one who reads. <laughs> and they say... Are you teaching another girl oh, to yeah. read? <laughs> Spreading your disease. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, oh God, yeah. They're very yeah. In- ignorant, insular yeah. and ignorant. But I, I thought it was very sweet the way her father said, small village, small minded. Mm-hmm. And it was really... <laughs> That's very sweet. Yeah. Very <laughs> sweet. That's very condescending. Small, small minded. Reminds <laughs> me of someone. Anyway. Oh, your face. Yeah, because we're going into controversial territory that we will not go into because no. it's a children's film. Exactly. And we're talking about sweet things. Did you think that it was very close to the original Disney? Well, that's animation. it. You see, I hadn't seen, as I said, I hadn't seen the cartoon before. So this was completely new to me on that. And my reason why I was wary of it from the point of view is that this is just a pure children's fairy tale. And... I know the story anyway from when I was a child. I'm not really interested in seeing this. It's going to be nothing for me. And I didn't mind the music. Quite enjoyed it. Um, wasn't hampered all the way by you joining in at every last chorus. With the wrong one. Every time um, they sing one song, Marina would be singing another in my ear. That's not true. I'm just provoking you. Successfully. Yeah. <laughs> and so I liked the songs and passable. It was, it was great entertainment. 
Yeah. And looked it did look beautiful. I really liked the visuals throughout. Okay, that wasn't my question though. My okay. question was, did you think that this film was very similar to the animation? That's from sorry. Well, as I said, I haven't seen the animation. I've now seen the animation. And Yes, but I mean it's the same story. It's going to be. Yeah, well, it's, sometimes it, it like I, like you were very familiar with the cartoon before seeing the, the the live action. Actually, I was when I was a kid, and I've never seen it until recently again. Once I saw oh. that Beauty and the Beast was coming as a remake, I said, "Well, right, I have to watch the cartoon again," mm-hmm. like I did with Alice in Wonderland and Jungle Book. So I was watching it at John's house. At Mr. Minovorsky. Damn it, I always do that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then when I saw it again, I, it just reminded me how lovely being a kid is. Okay. And you don't notice the subliminal messages and how messed up the actual story is. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then I watched that again, and then I watched straight after, I think it was a, f- a week after we watched the remake, and it was very similar to the story. Yeah, I mean, there's, but it's not um, laboriously, faithfully following it frame by frame. I oh, don't. no, no. I think it is its own film um, because I certainly prefer the live action to the cartoon. I kind of uh, do as well oh, now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, now a lot of that is because it's so well done, the visuals, the effects and so on, whereas the other one, it's a cartoon. And I'm very aware of, to me, the cartoon is very obviously a 90s cartoon. It's not like Jungle Book even Robin Hood or way back to Snow White when everything was hand drawn you can see 99 like there's there's this, the scene at the end where the prince or whatever he is and beauty are dancing around the ballroom and it's all this big elegant thing you can see every other figure is completely static it's just so such a clear picture frame one frame and they're just put into the middle of it yeah and whereas other st- other animation in Disney it's continuous it's ongoing it's not it's it's like that's the back projection of yeah. animation, if you like. And I was very aware of that from the start. But I didn't mind. Again, it was as for me, it was a revisit of the songs. A lot yeah. of it and so on. So I quite enjoyed the cartoon version. But um, I really, really enjoyed the live action one. I was really surprised how much I enjoyed it. And as I said, the visual, everything about it was how it looked. Yeah. That was really what got to me. And it is a dark enough story in itself. Um, yeah, I just think it's a bit messed up the whole concept, oh, the concept that she falls in love because he is even though he is a man trapped in that thing of a beast. Yeah. Um, and this is what I found with La Belle La Bette as well. Yeah, which would be interesting. Uh, um, which it's like you don't really know that there's a, she didn't really know. Well, in this one she kind of did. In the remake she kind of did know that there that was does, that a curse. Worse. Yeah. But in the drawing I, can't, I don't remember the drawing. The animation I don't remember um, her knowing it. And she just falls in love with a animal-like thing. Okay. Which is a bit well, weird. Well, it's a, ch- a children's fairy tale. So I I would say on that that she's fa- the whole idea of the thing is that she's falling for what's inside. Like she knows it's a real person who just happens to be beast-like. Yeah. So I would say that's th- that is obviously the message of it, and that's what they're really emphasizing in the Disney versions, is it's what's inside that matters, not the externals. So that's its sort of polemic message. But 
I thought what you were going to say was that you're disturbed by the fact that um, she is made a prisoner and she falls in love with her captor. And this is how well, that, that is well, yeah. <laughs> like this is in this cool feminist era that this which is, Emma uh, Emma Watson is doing that character, and she's very feminist and she's yeah. very out there about her femininity, her, femi- <laughs> her political, her feminist yeah. beliefs. Yeah. Yes, but um, but that's I would argue on that if you were to like I mean it's a fairy tale. You yeah, just but to be it. honest, she fell in love on her own because first she was. She stood her ground in every single thing. Yeah. So, for example, against Gaston and the people mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And she stood by her dad. So she's very much her own woman. So I think that kind of makes up for... That show. Yeah. But she was just kind to him and she slowly fell in love with him yeah. being kind to her as well. It wasn't really... Well, if you think of... Make me fall in love like La Belle and La Bette, which he keeps saying... Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Yeah, but you see, that is the original story. The original story of La Belle, the Beauty and the Beast, written in Middle Ages or whatever, is that it's every single night he says to her, do you love me? Before he goes to bed. Oh, this I is didn't the know last that. one. That's the see, actual story. I should have story, done my so research on that. But yeah, anyway, I yeah, find that I much did, more disturbing. Yes. Good for you, Mick. But did, well, thank you. Um, but going back to La Belle et La Bette, first of all, this is what I was saying to you. It's, I think it inspired a lot that is in the cartoon version, which yeah. in turn makes the, the animated. Because like the whole idea of the animated clock and the clock that's alive and the, particularly the candle. Yeah. Candlestick. Like that's straight out of La Belle et La Bette because basically everything in the house is alive. Is animated. Yeah. Well, not no. animated, but as in... It's yeah, alive, yeah, living. It moves and, yeah. and and I don't think that's in the original story. And in the film, in that in La Belle Bette, there's nothing about the house being cursed. It's just purely yeah. him, isn't it? Well, I kept and thinking the whole time maybe it is. Be, but that's because you're familiar yeah. with the story already. Whereas I wasn't at the time. I just thought, that, and if this was the concept was this is just to try and do something magical with effects. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I was saying to you. It's full of great ideas that are just very poorly executed mm. because of budget constraints. Like the fact that she can reappear from one room to another. Yeah. You know that. And she appears out of the wall and you can just see this big mark across the wall just before she appears through it. It's like, right, that's been set up for her yeah. to just suddenly appear. Um, but it is, from what I read, the French, La Belle La Bette is very faithful to the story, the original story, because the original story had the the nasty sisters who um, persuade her to stay and because they need her and they're hoping that the beast will die and all this sort of thing all that yeah. is in there in the original one and I was expecting it in this remake my first thought was where are her sisters when I was watching the cartoon in the remake and then um, what was it oh yeah wh- wh- why is what's, I was all the truth what reason is she going to have to leave the beast or something and then there's the whole thing of her father being ill which is yeah. both those so it's just one inspired but I mean fairy tales are constantly be rewritten adapted reinterpreted over different generations so that's what the films are doing on that but what it boils down to is did you like La Belle La Bette I did I did Um, mm. I just found him to be very weird because I'm <laughs> so used to seeing the beast now like this either CGI or right. animation and it's very well done and seeing him effectively a cat yeah <laughs> like where the cat has like, whiskers yeah he's just so weird and the voice didn't really match to that kind of well that's your idea yeah I know but it was do. just it was just for me it was a di- I liked it 
Yeah. Um, but it was just a bit different to see him like that and because he was and the whole dogs. yeah and the whole will you marry me and every day I will ask yeah. you and I was just like dude chill <laughs> <laughs> give her some time man she'll get there yeah it wouldn't work really in 1940s France well you go chill dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might um, work for beauty yeah so anyway um, I loved the surprise at the end which you didn't have um, of Lumiere being Ian McGregor and Ewan oh this is we're now back to the yeah the remake and um, and uh, Cogsworth being Ian McKellen and the surprise that none of our audience now have thanks to you Spoilerama how are you I'm good how are you (laughs) Oh, you are you are spoiling it. No, but that's not, that's not spoiling it because no, it's in the credits. And no, else. no, it's not. Not only that, but the poster, especially in Arklow, the posters say Ian McGregor as right Lumiere or whatever, and I thought he was brilliant. He was my favorite. He was excellent in the it? whole film. Oh, I, I, think, I, I think everyone in the film is good. Yeah. Oh, ah. and what did you think about the gay insinuation? I didn't notice. Well, I did notice because I was looking out for it. I meant to say that actually we'd like to um, welcome Jesus to our podcast today because he was with us at the screening. Um, he's not able to see it in Alabama, you see. Huh? There's a cinema in Alabama which has refused to show Beauty and oh, the Oh, yes, yes. Because the owner said he wouldn't feel comfortable watching the film with Jesus beside him. So it was him, because I was talking with Celine about that um, and we said, what kind of, was it United? Because it, the thing when we were talking about it was it was shocking because it wasn't a country, say, that was religious, something like Islamic country or something oh, yeah. that wouldn't allow that thing to be shown. It was something more shocking, like America. Yeah. And we we didn't know where, so it was Alabama, okay. Yeah. I'm not, what a douchebag. I'm not at all surprised. Like that, well, that would no, because in parts of yeah, America. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are outrageously homophobic in spots. That's just ordinary S- yeah, people. It's not south, the laws. Yeah, so they're. So, so, I mean, this is just a private cinema owner. He said, I wouldn't show that. Like, Jesus, I can't be imitating him, and I'm racist. But he said he wouldn't show it, wouldn't allow a, f- a film like that with a gay character in. But I mean, that sort of shite happens here. Mm. I mean, there's probably. I don't haven't heard of it happening, but because cinemas are corporately owned. But I mean, you hear all sorts of scandal. There was a recent one of where a cake shop refused to make a cake for a gay couple and they would go to court over it. They lost. But that happened in Northern Ireland. But that sort of thing does happen. But I mean, yeah. it is, it's 15s or something that are a high rating in Russia. Now, they do have laws that are homophobic, but because of that. And I mean, the character isn't that, like, it's only because people have said that he is meant to be gay. Well, you can kind of see. But I mean, he's not. It's not that he's clearly in love with Gaston. Like he's certainly a different character. No, than he is no, to the not only LeFou, but the other guy that at at the end, your woman dresses up as a girl, and then he turns and he goes like. At the end, the three musketeers. What? You've just got minced red carpet on a podcast. We're I know because I'm like trying a, to remind goes, you. Mm. Right. I'm trying to remind you who he was. One okay. of the three musketeers that is always at the bar drinking, blah blah blah, and All you right. think is very masculine. Once they invade the castle. And uh, Madame Garderobe um, throws all this, all the stuff on on him, like all the clothes, oh, and they come a, out yes, dressed as a girl, and he yeah. just goes down like. Well, yeah, but I don't think that was what they were. I don't think you see they wouldn't object to that, because they mud, they could, not necessarily meant to be, but they could interpret that as making fun, of like it's a camp mm, gay yeah. character. Whereas 
the whole objection was the fact that they're portraying a positive gay character. But I thought it was kind of it was tastefully done. Those little oh, yeah. insinuations, like yeah, it was it was funny and it was great. And I thought he was one of the best characters as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, yeah. And he is he is definitely different from the cartoon character. The cartoon version of LeFou is just a bumbling oaf. Yeah, yeah. Whereas here he is, he's smart, uh, and he's also. Uh, you keep expecting him to be a hero at some point. Yeah. Like he's Gaston's sidekick and so on. Well, he is when he, when at the end something happens and yeah. Gaston refuses to help him. Yeah. Okay. We won't give too much away, but it's very tell it doesn't matter. It all ends happily. Yeah. Um, I will say back to La Belle de Beth. What did you think of, is it, it's the, um, the suitor. Gaston is in that as well, isn't he? Avenant. Yeah, his name oh, is Avenant. His name is Avenant in that yeah. one. Um, I think that's uh, that's I think that's the name because he says to he grabs Belle and he's like marry me Belle yeah and she's like no <laughs> <laughs> women just won't get married when they should you um, should do like me everyone knows what it's public knowledge now that you're getting married soon yeah really yeah you didn't tell me that it was public knowledge I've been keeping quiet for so long that was our big announcement remember the day well, just like two weeks ago yeah, well, fa- if the family knows in Brazil, then everyone knows. Okay, <laughs> the entire continent of The only people who don't know is John's parents. <laughs> <laughs> They're not married yet. It's all right. You didn't miss out on that. Okay, what did you think of... <laughs> and everyone's listening. Don't talk about the fucking film. What's, what's going on? What did you think of um, in The Belle at Lebeth, uh, Jean Marais as the beast and then when he's revealed as like it's, did you reckon realise it was the same guy no the same actor playing both so was that no. a shock at the end not really because to be honest I just um, <laughs> I just thought engaged then quite with it no I just thought um, that the beast head was just a head put on someone Okay. So I imagined there was someone underneath. And I did kind of wonder, I said, will it be someone actually, will it be some kind of stunt person as the Beast? And then him just doing the voice, like the actual actor that will come out to be whatever. Um, But like, I wasn't like, oh. Like I was with Dan Stevens in the remake because I didn't know it was him. Okay. Because I these are famous people. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Sean Murray. I really loved La Bella La Famous ever French international actress. French actress. Yeah. But my point is he was playing the Gaston version character as well. That's why you obviously didn't spot that. No. That okay, I have to watch the film the again. Is revealed. It's the same man. And that's the whole thing of when the Gaston is killed. Or That's why he's always there at seven. No. No, it's not the same character. Okay. It's just it's the same actor playing both parts. Ah, right. Is my point. But at the same time, there is some <laughs> That's what I He was always there at seven because he had to go running out to the other side of the, the city. <laughs> to be someone to be else. Someone else. the budget was so tight on that film <laughs> that not only did the actors have, the characters had to restrain themselves. <laughs> Oh god. Okay. So yeah, maybe well I guess no you have watched yourself. So maybe yeah. Watch just watch the last bit again and you'll see. Okay. So not only did you not recognise this internationally famous French star of the forties, you didn't even recognise that he was playing both parts. <laughs> but you'd recognise Dan Stevens, so that's okay. Yeah. Downton uh, Abbey's virus. <laughs> 
Mickey knowingly say these things to annoy you. That is my mission in life, is to do this, to get that kind of reaction from you. Okay, you need to change your ambitions. Yeah. <laughs> Expand on them in some way. Okay. So we are you going to sing us out? I will burp sing us out. One second. Oh, that's gone now. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let me see. What's up? Do you want the last song then? Do you have any requests? <laughs> Yeah, be brief. Oh, actually, I'll say. Do you see? I think the next remake is going to be Mulan. So okay. I really wish it was. Um, oh, no. And there's going to be Mary Poppins. I bet you can't sit through that with me. <laughs> we always knew Mary Poppins was coming. Yeah, but that's another one. But that's another one because it, it wasn't on the list that I. I yeah, I but it's not you. a remake. No, it's, it's another it's, yeah. story in the Mary Poppins. Oh, okay, and, well then, if they're gonna have new songs, I don't know. Okay. Okay, I really look forward to seeing Mary Poppins with you, <laughs> and you giving out the, the whole issue. That's not the original. That's not the original. Okay, what do you want me to sing? Whatever you like, whatever you feel most comfortable with, and is appropriate to end our podcast. Oh, well, we will just say. Oh, wait, what you might do is sing our email address. Because we haven't mentioned that in a while. That if anyone wants to contact us, we're at bowlingproductions at gmail.com. B O W L A N E B O W L A N E at P R O D E. No, I can't do it. Carry on. It's not at. I know, I realised that as I got there. We are at bowlingproductions at gmail.com. It's gay. I wish, I really wish this was televised. Why? Because your face is just something else when you sing. Tale as old as time. Beauty and the Tune as old as song. I wanted to call this podcast Beauty and the Beast. You strange. Finding you can change. Learning when you're wrong. There you go, Mick. Certain as the sun, certain as the sun. What am I supposed to do that? Rising in the east, tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme. Beauty and the beast. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Oh no, we didn't say thank you. I've been this and I've been that. But that's what I was going to say. All right. Well, do you want to sing it again? No. I've been Marina Gorski. And I've been Mick Jordan. You're terrible at this. (laughs) Woohoo!